Extreme Anime Radio. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, Season 5, and the first podcast for 2022. And if you look behind me, that's a good reminder of where we are right now. Hopefully, it will be better than 2021, which uh, it will be better than 2020. Well, we could, we could go through this conversation over and over, but anyway, I'm JR, and he is Nef Canuck. Hello, sir. Good evening, sir. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, we are managing here with uh, everything that's going on. Uh, how was your holiday? Eh, it's been mostly quiet, keeping you know clear of disasters and most people. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you watch the numbers around here, you're like going, these, these are numbers I don't want to see go up, okay? Mm-hmm. I want to see my paycheck go up. Mm. But it's not going to. <laughs> I, I just, ah, just yeah, uh, and hopefully it won't be a twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty as well. Uh, ah. And uh, we have a question uh, from Flax. Did the Bills hire you? No, but apparently teams are trying to poach the Bills coaching staff while they're getting ready for Wild Card Weekend on Saturday for them. <laughs> Which I find absolutely hilarious because if I'm like the Bills, I'm going, no, go away. We have work to do. You can come back later, maybe. <laughs> um, welcome, everybody, to our show. Uh, we, as you see, have another new look. Um, we've increased the separation between Neff and myself, as you can see on our Twitch stream right now, so we can get a nice, lovely view of the Ferris wheel in Yokohama. That is the uh, backdrop for our season now. Oh, I thought it was a social distancing thing. Oh, <laughs> nice to be wrong. <laughs> but no, it, um, I saw, uh, I came across this lovely picture and thought it would look nice, and uh, the only way we could get it in is if we add a little space in like we used to. Ah, so, um, and uh, just a quick explanation of what's been going on. Um, I haven't been active too much since the last time we did a stream, which was uh, Madden right after New Year's. Um, just a Reader's Digest version. Um, a couple of uh, family members, um, members of my family, uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen after New Year's. Um, and as a result, um, I've been sort of laying low, keeping an eye on my parents who were in close contact. And although they didn't, uh, they were not positive, they decided to follow the self-isolation guidelines for 10 days. Um, so they are in the clear. Um, I'm less of a close contact compared to them, but I had taken a, a, a negative test uh last week before I went back to work just to be sure I was okay. So um, I'm happy to say that uh, the people who tested positive are all doing a lot better. 
One was vaccinated and had mild symptoms. The other was vaccinated and had no symptoms. So it's important to be vaccinated. Although on the flip side, you could be vaccinated, you could feel fine, and you could still have the virus. <laughs> that's, the, that's the dangerous thing with this particular virus in that you feel great. You, don't, you, you have nothing. But then you pass along to someone else who may or may not be fully vaccinated, may or may not have a compromised immune system, and yikes. Yes. So now every week we're hearing a new set of uh, COVID rules, COVID mandates. I feel like uh, we're, we're rolling the D20 die in Dungeons and Dragons. It's, it lands on 18. Okay, let's announce this today. <laughs> it could be worse. I mean, up here, you're basically getting leadership that is so inept. I, I, I've said it on a Reddit thread in, in uh, Ontario where I live. This is a premier who cannot even keep his party in check and can't even organize a one-car parade. It's, <laughs> it's like, okay, he's just going to let it all burn to the ground. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, next door in Quebec, they finally said, you know what? We've had it up to here. And you can't see this if you're listening to the audio stream, folks, but I'm pointing over my head with the people who will refuse to get vaccinated. We are going to charge them money if they refuse to get vaccinated. So needless to say, this should be a very interesting next couple of weeks or so, I think. And how, how would they do that? They would just go knocking door to door or they take out your tax money or something? From what I understood... Basically, they'll use your health records, and if your health records say you aren't vaxxed, whack. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not sure how popular that's going to be with the unvaxxed masses, however many there are in Quebec. Right. Meanwhile, our premier, who his own family actually has a few anti-vaxxers in it, is going, we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Meanwhile, the, the, the travel situation is uh, kind of left and right. Uh, you have uh, countries like us who are still open for tourism. You have uh, places like the United Kingdom where it's open for tourism, and now you don't even have to take a test before you go there if you're vaccinated. Okay. They're desperate for tourism dollars, that's for sure. Yeah. And now if you're, va if you're fully vaccinated, you just have to take a test like within two days after you land. That's the only thing you got to do. Okay, so you can be a plague carrier unknowingly for up to two days before they say, oh, by the way, you've got the plague. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, now you have an option of taking a PCR or what they call a lateral flow test. What you call a lateral flow test, we call a rapid test. Mm. Yeah. Meanwhile, your CDC says, don't go to Canada. <laughs> so I... I I don't know anymore. <laughs> and uh, with regards to Japan, nothing's changed right there. They've extended the uh, the strict border closure until at least the end of February. Yeah, and unless the numbers start improving worldwide, I think that's going to get extended again, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I've mentioned before, uh, Japan has every right to do what they're doing, even though some may disagree with it, especially... Um, families who have relatives in Japan that they're unable to see because of the border closures. Even the families are being locked out um, in, in principle, from my understanding. Mm. Well, like I said, like we've said, I mean, you've said it, and I agree that, look, they're their country. They can do what they want. It just sucks for people who are like, wait a minute, if I have Japanese citizenship, I should be able to return to my country. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if you have so. Japanese citizenship, you're in. Yeah, and you 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 look at the various countries and how they're handling these things, and you're just going, "I wish there was consistency." Right. You should know. Mm -hmm. But it's like literally, it feels like every country is now at the point where they're throwing things up on a dartboard and just you know, thump thump thump, or rolling the Dungeons and, and Dragons dice. <laughs> Well, yeah, your, your method is a lot less violent than mine, but, you know, <laughs> I figured there, you know, there are a few countries who are just like, fum, fum, fum. 
Well, um, let's try to keep things on a positive note like we always do. And let's talk about uh, something that I'm going to blame you, Neff, for initiating me into, as well as Bree, because I'm watching the series with her. Comey can't communicate. We've been through four episodes so far. Yikes. So, okay, now four episodes would have been you've just seen Ren, but you haven't seen Comey's mother yet. Correct. I've seen uh, Ren and uh, uh, Osana. Ah, yes, Najimi. Mm-hmm. That there's a little fruitcake. Like, oh, boy. I mean, okay. You, you're a schemer. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, Najimi's attempts to try and help Comey with her communication disorder, including, you know, asking her to get her get get a sandwich for him. Um, Like, I just you just watch it. You're just going, oh, God, this is going to turn into a train wreck, isn't it? It's just going to be a train wreck. Yeah. I won't say more because I want people to watch the show. And I can't, uh, and, I, and I forgot actually the other day when I was watching it that, uh, yes, it's a continuing series. Yeah, you see, the, the trick with with that series is it started off, and I thought, okay, they're going to have like longer episodes. But no, they actually chunk the episode like with many episodes inside it. So yeah. sometimes it can feel a bit disjointed depending on, you know, what episode you're watching. Right, right. Is it... Uh... Is it? Um, I'm trying to flash back to some of the things we've seen already, but um, it seems like some of those episodes are a little bit longer than the others, right? Yeah, that's the other odd thing because they'll ha- they'll have you know these mini episodes within the episode. Some of them will be exactly half. Some will be a third. Mm-hmm. Some of them will even be a quarter, mm-hmm. and they just bounce from thing to thing to thing to thing. Mm. So. Um, looking forward to continuing watching the ongoing series. I guess if we catch up at some point, we'll have to wait for the next episode. Well, the good news is they've already announced season two. Oh, April. So if you're lackadaisical about catching up, you might actually just roll in to the end of the first season as the second season is going to start. That typically happens, if I'm not mistaken, with animes that go for like a year and then they just continue going on. Well, it it seems that they've developed this weird this weird thing where they will literally take a three four month break. But I think that has a lot to do with the production timings and everything that have changed. You know, due to you know what, right? That have forced these these different things. Like for example, um, how the realist hero rebuilt the kingdom, mm-hmm. which is another series I'm I'm watching. They just started their second core this week or last week mm. so that that's one where there was no gap at least not a long gap mm. versus comey where there's going to be that gap so i'm not quite sure you know i i guess it depends on how popular the show is and what they committed to it when they started it right mm. i'm looking at uh in the chat real quick i i just got the rainbow x <laughs> <laughs> The Rainbow X. Next to oh, Extreme dear. Anime Radio. Oh, I see. Oh, there it is. I'm like... I, uh, I, I've, been, I've been a subscriber for over 12 months. That doesn't make any sense because I run the channel. Subscriber slash owner? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're asking someone whose understanding of Twitch is lower than yours by a fair margin. <laughs> so I'll just admit to that and move on from there. <laughs> Um, something else I, I did Neff over the holidays. Um, and I, I think I mentioned this before, um, and I haven't logged into it yet to catch anything. I, uh, plunked down the annual high dive subscription and what interesting timing for me to plunk down on an annual high dive subscription. I was going to say your, your timing, as I had said to you, I suspected something was up. I didn't suspect quite what happened, but the fact that they were trying to drive up their new subscriber numbers on a guarantee of a year said something was up. Mm. We just found out what exactly it was very recently. It was AMC Networks, uh, one of the largest uh, networks uh, involved in... uh, 
So many things from broadcasting to streaming just announced their acquisition of High Dive. And now that leads to the question, did I waste money on High Dive? Because, well, will High Dive's content go to AMC, which I already have access to online thanks to my cable subscription? I would say the answer would be no for a couple of reasons. Mm. Number one, High Dive and Sentai Holdings does international broadcasting, not just U.S. Mm -hmm. And AMC, as far as I know, is limited to the U.S. I mean, there's an AMC channel up here, but with the ownership rules the way they are, Mm -hmm. it's actually owned by one of the two monopolies here, Bell and or Rogers. Ah, See, it's like with the FX channel. Rogers has a stake in the Canadian version of that. So I would suspect they'll leave everything alone, I would say, for at least a year. Mm. Now, whether or not it means changes as to how many shows they buy, which shows they dub, that I couldn't tell you. I mean, right. I have noticed they aren't dubbing as they weren't dubbing as many as they used to. Mm. But of course, that's because dubbing costs money, right? Right. And if they were if they were hard up for cash, then I can see where they'll just say, "Look, we'll buy the license, we'll broadcast it, and then maybe if there's demand later, we'll go back to it and dub it." Mm-hmm. They've done that on a couple of occasions. Right. Well, um, there was another um, service that got bought out. Which one was that? Enough for refreshment. That memory? was that was Retro Crush. Okay. But they were bought out by a service by a a company that that operates various streaming platforms that I'd never heard of. <laughs> most of them, no, most of them are U.S. based, right? Because right, they don't really venture far into Canada unless they think there's money in it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when Crunchyroll was, was up here at the time when they first started, I I, I wondered honestly. I said, well, wait a minute, are they going to bother? Mm. But certainly they did, and thankfully they did. But, you know, so it's one of those things where you're like, okay, I don't know what they're going to do with this. I mean, I've watched a few shows on Retro Crush. Now, I paid for a year at the time. Mm. Will I pay for another year? See, I mean, I don't know, because, of course, the whole point is it's the back catalog, right? right? And speaking of back catalog... This is something that I don't think we we didn't talk about this before before we came to air, but just it just dawned on me. Yurasera Yatsura, mm. the show of the eighties, yes, is coming back with a new anime. Now, to me, I'm both flabbergasted and very curious. When did this come out? Um, in the last week or so. Wow. So my, my my thing was, okay, wait a minute. How is something that, like, let me say, the, st- the stuff that went on in the 80s show, I don't think is going to play as well 40 years later. Yeah. You know? I mean, the philandering Ataru, I, I don't know. I, I don't think mm. they can, you know, get him. Lum's... You know, constant yeah. zapping of a taru that might cause a few eyebrows to go. Wait a minute here. Yeah, that, that's so a big I, difference. I, yeah. So, like I said, forty years for for a show, and given what has happened in the forty years regarding attitudes of what's on TV and what's acceptable, etc. I'm just going. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they're committed to a full a full 24 episodes from what I understand. Mm-hmm. So it's going to you know come out one way or the other, but I'm just going, okay. Oh, only 24 episodes as opposed to the, the amount they made in the 80s, which amounted to 100 and... Yeah, I think it was something like 168 episodes <laughs> or something like that, and then, then the movie's on top, right? And I remember, more or less, because... When I was in college, I um, I did something new at the time called Netflix, where they would mail you these DVDs, and it was very unique. I got DVDs of Urusei Yatsura, however many there were, 
each DVD had four episodes. It was mind-blowing at the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you've seen my collection. I've managed to collect most of what Anime Eagle actually produced on DVD. Mm. Now, if this gives them or whoever has the license now the impetus to say, hmm, if there's a new series, there might be money in re-releasing the old series. Mm-hmm. We shall see. That's very interesting. So the release date sometime this year, then? Yes, I I want to say it's in the fall. I might be wrong on that. I mean, I can check because, like I said, when it when I saw the news, I was sort of like, huh? <laughs> what, we what, what? That's what I'm thinking in my head the moment you mentioned it to me. Hirosei Yatsura. There we go. Let's see. That's the old stuff from Wikipedia. No, when you're looking Where's... this up, you have to go... Yes, here it is. Uh, a new anime television series adaptation by David Production will premiere on Fuji TV's Noitamina? Noitamina, which is animation backwards, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you caught on to that far faster than I did because I was looking at that word going, what? Well, 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 that, that actually makes sense because, if I'm not mistaken, Fuji was the network where Urusa Yatsura originally aired. That's correct. Mm. Yeah, it just it just says in 2022 on Wikipedia, and I'm pretty sure the announcement I saw actually had a date. Okay. But yeah, so 2022 at some point. So since we've already now started the uh, winter block... Mm. I would say probably fall, I'm going right. to guess, right. because summertime tends to be the shows that, mm, how can I say this, uh, are a bit skeevy. <laughs> well, you know, the harems, the, the you know, the, the, those those type of shows tend to get the summer slots, right? Right. <laughs> Not always, but they did. So either April or like I said, probably most likely October or so is my guess. All right. So that will be uh, that'll be something I think I'm going to put on my radar then in the future because uh, now I'm uh, now I'm morbidly curious. It's like all these popular shows from w- way back when are all of a sudden reappearing because we run out of ideas. Or <laughs> I, I think that's part of the problem. I mean, don't forget. I mean, the, the saying in literature goes. There are seven original stories. Everything else is literally a derivative of one of those seven in some way or form. Mm. The fact that people are doing wrote copies of <laughs> is kind of, you know, a little bit wonky. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll say this. You know, when, when you realize that this show is now going to be seen by the parents who are watching it as kids, <laughs> and in some cases, probably grandparents, grandparents too. You know? about this, yeah. It's just like you're just going, this is going to be breaking some brains, I'm sure. <laughs> what else, Neff, have you been watching uh, in Anime Land? Well, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, the new season just started. Uh, one of the shows I've picked up is My Dress Up Darling, which basically focuses on a popular girl in school who has a want to cosplay. And a boy in school, he makes Hina dolls. Hina dolls are those little dolls you see during the Matsuri festivals. Right, right. Girls' days. Mm-hmm. So he is living with his grandpa, who is a Hina Matsuri artist, mm-hmm. and he's learning the craft. Now, his thing is, he's not quite yet on the, the faces, but he makes clothes. And he does it at one point in the first episode, which I'm spoiling a bit, he goes to school to work on it because the sewing club has been disbanded, but they still have the home ec room. Uh-huh. And as he sets up, in comes this popular girl, and she's like, oh, God, you make clothes. I want a cosplay. And she shows her first, t- first attempt. Having done cosplay many, many moons ago, my first attempt... I felt for the girl in many ways. It's like, yeah, I've been there. I know what you're going through right now. <laughs> because he literally latches onto this costume that she's wearing and is like going, okay, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And then he realizes what he's doing. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult you. And, you know, it's like bowing his head on the ground. <laughs> so I think this is going to be one of those 
pairings that will work. And the subject matter is interesting. Mm. So I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. Now, I've read the manga up to what's been released, which is four volumes. Mm. And I'm going, what they seem to do is they seem to take one or two costumes and make that the focus of the book. Uh. And then interpersonal relationships, including other cosplayers, which I'm guessing we'll see in this show at some point. Right. So, like I said, if you have any interest in just the idea, take a look. It's available on Funimation and Crunchyroll. Okay. Now, I don't know if there will be a dub. Right now, it's sub only, as far as I know. Right. But I'll be curious to see if that one gets a big enough following that Funi says, okay, we're dubbing this. Uh, the, based on what you're describing, I'm sure it's going to happen. Just a matter of when. Yeah, it's a question because it appears that they've actually started with one show. They are doing semi-dubbing again. Mm. Another another new show they've picked up, which I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. The fact that they're doing semi-dubs again suggests to me they've gotten a handle at least on how to do it safely. Because I don't know that they're back in studio yet, the majority of the voice actors. So a lot of them are doing it from home mm. in s- setups that are, you know, much higher grade than what you or I have. Mm. But they're doing their thing from home and then the audio engineer is just you know doing it all remotely all right which has got to be that's got to be a big challenge considering uh if you if you take all these recordings from people's homes there there might be some nuances that you have to kind of correct well yeah because of course there's all type of using an old joke here background noise <laughs> that may be caught by these professional mics that isn't caught right now by, for example, what JR and I are using. Right. Like, for example, right now, I have a dishwasher running in my kitchen and my main computer, which, because it is a fairly powerful machine, tends to run the fan, you know, when you're doing anything more than just basically light web surfing. So right now, the fan is running, you know, a little bit in the background. Right. Same for me. I mean, unless... uh... Unless I'm running like Madden or a flight simulator, and then all bets are off. Well, yeah, if you if you run Madden, basically on this thing, it sounds like you know the computer's about to take off. <laughs> I mean, the screen is gorgeous, the, the the graphics are great, and it's very smooth. But it's like this computer is going to go straight up, like <laughs> like through through the roof here. Boom. Uh, we take a quick time out now, and then we're going to talk about food because I have some things over here to try right next to me. That have never been opened yet, but uh, we're going to give them a shot here. Kit Kats from Japan and more food chat. We'll be right back here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. Welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I am JR. He is Neff Canuck. And if you're listening to us right now on Anchor, at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio, you just missed a very interesting conversation we had about video games. So if you would like to follow us on Twitch, you'll probably get some content that will not air on the podcast, such as banter like that and maybe a few other mistakes. So be sure to bookmark twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. Hopefully in the weeks to come after things settle back down over here, we'll be able to do a few more uh, streams for you guys, maybe playing some party games, 
maybe revisiting um, some drama-type games or visual novel games we've played in the past. So be sure to follow us on Twitch and also follow us uh, through our various social media platforms, which we will bring up to you um, at the end of our podcast tonight. I think the vote for the end of the podcast is to play Quiplash, which I don't think we've done in a, in a while. So I should say looking forward to that, or I'm kind of cringing as well, because sometimes, at least for me, I'm hit or miss when it comes to that game. I'll, I'll say it this way. You cringe not only because you may or may not you know, have the, the edge, you also have to worry about what we contestants do. so i have some food over here neff and speaking of food i'll just touch on this real quick because i just discovered this um the other day um film rise i don't know if you've heard of the company film rise but um as with uh some of the things we've mentioned before they uh they're in the business of acquiring some niche franchises uh like uh, Cinedyme did with Retro Crush. Cinedyme's the company, right? Yep. Okay. So Film Rise takes a lot of their content and publishes it on Pluto TV and also makes it available video on demand. Case in point, a cult Japanese cooking show from the 1990s. And what would that be, Neff? If that's not Iron Chef, I don't know what, what it would be. <laughs> so yes, the... Episodes of Iron Chef that originally aired on Food Network in the 1990s have been acquired by Film Rise, and now on Pluto TV, we have the Iron Chef channel. So it's just playing all these old Japanese Iron Chef episodes 24 hours a day. Interesting. I mean, I've only I've only ever seen a couple of episodes of it myself. It just never worked out scheduling-wise to watch. Yes. But I'm going, hmm. But... One drawback, maybe a little bit of a drawback, the background music or the background noise, Neff. In the 90s, they used um, the popular background tracks, uh, including that from the movie Backdraft, if you remember. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I guess when uh, um, the old Iron Chef episodes moved to Cooking Channel and then they started Iron Chef America... More or less around that time, I think. Uh, NBC Universal is like, you can't use our music. Even though the Japanese uh, broadcasts use that music, and they used it in the American dubs for a time, they clawed down, and now you just have this generic music playing in the background. And I'm listening to it, and it's like, uh, it's... It's not the same. I mean, you still get all, all the wonderful action of these wonderful chefs, mostly from Japan, but there are a few international invaders, as they say. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the music is way, way different, and it's that version that you can now watch uh, through FilmRise, etc. Mm. See, that's the problem with older shows, because back in the day... Music rights weren't really, you know, thought of as anything important. Right. Or they would buy the rights, but then they would only buy them for a limited time, mm -hmm. say five to ten years. Right. Because they never realized that, hey, syndication comes along and this stuff might be useful or home video comes along and it might be useful. I mean, one of the biggest um, examples of that, which predates UJR would be WKRP in Cincinnati. The show Ooh. about the radio station that turns into a rock and roll station. They had popular rock and roll playing on that show in the background all the time. Uh. But when it came to home video release, all the rights had expired and they were like, well, what are we going to do? So they released with generic background music as opposed to actual, you know, the actual music that was played. Which, of course, sent the fans into a tizzy because, of course, the music was as much a part of the show as, you know, the actual actors and characters were. Right. Now, I think they've since come up with a way to do it. I, I'm not sure of the details of it, but I think they've come up with a, a way to get something closer to what was originally broadcast. Right. But, like I said, that's, you know, 
I mean, even a show of the 80s, Knight Rider, had music in it that got yanked when it went to home video. Especially early on, the early episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Including, I believe, I'm trying to remember if uh, Mr. Hasselhoff's performance was one of the things that got yanked. And I think it was. Ooh. I think I know which one you're talking about. I I remember seeing the early episode, and I remember him singing something, but I can't pinpoint the name. Yeah, I I can't remember it off the top of my head either. I'd have to go go look at the the DVDs, to be honest. But... um, same same deal. And that's why I always look at these shows now, and they're very careful, most modern shows, about using music like that because mm-hmm. they've now learned their lesson and gone either we have to own the music outright or get in per- perpetuity. Right. Funny word for me to say right now. And get it, you know, forever and ever on end. And no matter the format, because otherwise you end up with that mess. Just say no to Mina again. No to Mina? <laughs> oh. you're you're gonna use that on me i can tell <laughs> all right let's let, let's cut to the chase here so i have three bags of kit kats three different flavors that i've acquired so uh let's see these are very interesting and these are all flavors i've never tried before uh to do Otona Raspberry is one. Mm. Second is Chocolate Orange. Mm. And the third is for Coffee Break, which includes Nestle Gold Coffee. So if these don't give me a buzz all night, I don't know what will. And you've, you've got it. the first one I'm not overly thrilled with, but those other two, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I got my hands on a couple of those. Mm. All right. Well, in that case, uh, we'll take it to a vote. Uh, well, oh, we see coffee. She didn't, even, she didn't wait for me to say anything. <laughs> She's like, nope, don't go right there. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Jeez. <laughs> Then we got somebody else saying coffee too, so I think I think the votes are in, JR. Do do our viewers know us or what? Hey, they know you. You know? <laughs> so once again, folks, uh shameless plug for twitch.tv forward slash extreme enemy radio for listening to us. Otherwise you wouldn't have a clue what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Mm, indeed, and you won't be able to see JR's facial expressions either. Mm-hmm. All right, so Nestle Gold Coffee. So they have a picture of the Nestle. Uh, I don't know if you can see it well over here. Yeah, a picture of the Nestle Gold Instant Coffee can. <laughs> it looks like a Sanka can, crying out loud. I, I was going to say, because I'm trying to remember, I think you can actually get a version of that. If you go to an international grocer up here, like one that specializes in uh, out-of-country stuff. Really? But that's not, that's not something you would de- definitely find in your average grocery store. Right. All right, let's take a whiff. All right. It smells like chocolate. There's no other, there's no other scent besides chocolate for this one so far. But now we'll go ahead and give it a try. He's chewing. He's not dying, which is a good sign. But he's thinking. Which makes me wonder. Hmm. Mm. He seems a bit pensive, folks. I'm not sure. I don't mm. I don't seem to taste the cho- um the coffee very well. So it's a very, very, very faint? Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's like maybe some aftertaste. There's a little bit of aftertaste. Mm. But now it does say that it's made with Nescafe Gold, but it also says for coffee break. So that, that does this mean I have to enjoy it with my coffee? <laughs> Potentially, but I'm wondering 
Maybe it's because it, from what I know of that, that's just that was just instant coffee. So maybe adding instant coffee to the chocolate didn't quite work. Yeah. I'm going to have to give this a... A meh? What's the one above meh? Eh? Eh? I think eh. Eh is the middle. We have blech, meh, eh, yay, woohoo. From worst to best. So I'm going to give this an eh. I'm a little bit disappointed. It, it It's kind of like a more bitter chocolate, but it has a similar flavor to some of the bitter Kit Kats I've tasted from Japan in the past. But that's but that's milk chocolate, right? That's not dark chocolate? I think it's milk chocolate. I would have mm. to... Uh... Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Okay, um, I need to translate this, uh, I need to translate this sentence, but there's a sentence here on the bottom of the bag that says something about not having coffee. So in other words, it's saying there's not real coffee in there? (laughs) Which makes that whole bag kind of, huh? There, actually, there are, two, there are kind of two warnings here. I don't know Uh-oh. if I can... I don't know if you're able to see it. but uh, No, mm. it's, it's kind of hard to see with, uh, with the camera wor- working the way it is. Or there are two things on the bottom that are kind of like a disclaimer. I'm going to have to tr- uh, translate that later. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to see what these disclaimers are because I'm going... One, it sounds like they're saying there's no real coffee in it from what you said. Yeah. So there ain't not even instant coffee in this, which is kind of free- frightening to me. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, artificial coffee flavor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, sort of like a bad Tim's Hortons. <laughs> um, I'm going to look this up. Oh, now he's... Okay, now he's really determined, folks, because he's doing it live in the show. It's like, I've got to know what this says because this doesn't make sense to me. Let's see here. Okay. Um, so, according to Nippon Shop, one store, it says, fine milk chocolate covers the crispy wafers, which are blended with biscuit bits. The special edition goes best with a cup of coffee. So, there's ah. your answer. I need to have this with a cup of coffee next time. Okay. So this is not going to work for a podcast. Hold on, I'm going to step away for five minutes and make a cup of coffee. <laughs> I was five minutes. That's instant coffee. That's ooh, exactly. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you don't have the Darth Vader machine. I do that could make a coffee in five minutes. <laughs> no, even even the single Keurig I have, it would take a couple of minutes to try to get get something together. So, mm. all right, now I'm going to try the orange chocolate. Now, there better be at least some orange flavoring oh, in there. Oh, yes. I have the orange flavor. He took a whiff and they're like, whoops. Oh, His yeah. eyes just opened. S- smells like an orange creamsicle. <laughs> okay. Right. That's an interesting combination. Oh, my. Okay. He's literally scarfing it down, and I'm hoping he's counting his fingers. <laughs> um, yeah, I, still- oh, I almost bit myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said he was counting his fingers, folks. He almost took a finger off when he was trying to eat this thing. No, I want I want to take a look at the wafers real quick, but the um the chocolate was melting pretty fast. Almost instantly. Mm-hmm. So um a Christmassy flavor it could be. I mean, there's there's no indication on the bag to show that it's a um Christmassy flavor. Unless, uh, Bree, are you talking about the orange or the uh, coffee? I'll wait for her answer on that. Um, mm. But in the meantime, um, this is going to get a woohoo from me. This is here you can really experience a nice, wonderful flavor. The orange. Okay, now yeah, there's no indication. It just, uh, it just has a regular uh, orange and uh, chocolate, uh, you know, kind of glaze over that. But no, um, I think um, from 
smell to taste, and um, the orange is still there afterwards. So I'm uh, happy with uh, the result. Terry's chocolate orange. You have to tell me what that is. Okay, that's a British thing. Okay, basically, basically, it's chocolate infused with orange, and in some cases, uh, other things like uh, cornflakes. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm just trying to think. A bunch of other stuff. I mean, I actually went to an international delicatessen with Mama Canuck uh, last week. Uh-huh. She wanted some, she wanted some supplies, and one of the things I walked past because I'm like, okay, be good, you know, be good, is a, a Terry's assorted box of these. Basically, they're slices that are made to look like orange slices, but it's chocolate. Mm. It's dark chocolate. So with the, like I say, with the the the, the the nuts in it, the all that stuff, and it's very good. I, I will say that. Oh, sign as a me connoisseur up. of Swiss chocolate, it's like, hmm. Sign me up. They have some. Uh, can I get it around here? I don't know because it may see down there. It may only be carried around holiday time. Hmm. Okay. See, that's the thing. I mean, if you've ever seen the ads, maybe you haven't for Terry's chocolate orange, where it's basically the entire. It looks like an orange that's basically wrapped in foil, but it's the the slices, and you open it by literally slamming the thing onto a table, and then it splits open, oh. and all the slices <laughs> split open. I'm gonna have to uh, I'll have to take a look and see. But uh, all right, yeah, that's a that's a recommendation. I'm gonna look up as well. Terry's chocolate orange. Let's see. Two pack for thirteen bucks. Four pack for twenty two bucks. Oh boy. And they have a three pack of uh, for twenty bucks, uh, orange, um, the milk chocolate, the dark chocolate, and the orange bar. Yeah, I, I think your pricing, you're getting uh, the word is torqued, <laughs> because for example, Amazon.ca has a Terry's orange. This one is orange flavored milk chocolate confection with toffee bits, six dollars. And it's the entire orange where you just whack it. <laughs> and they do have, I thought I saw a box of slices. Oh, they even, they even ha- on the Canadian website, they even have an, an entire store oh. of these things. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. They've got the original, uh, the dark chocolate flavor. And the milk. So I guess the assorted is is a Christmas thing only. Mm. A poppy candy ball version. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh. Like I said, it's that British heritage thing, you see, because that's actually a British thing. So it would be more popular up here, uh-huh. you know, than it would be down down in your all's neck of the woods. And Carla still wants to try the sake cats. <laughs> yeah. Those trace, quote unquote, trace amounts of alcohol, depending on which Kit Kat you buy. If you buy the yeah. ones with the in the rectangular, big rectangular boxes, they tend to have uh, more uh, sake in them compared to the ones that you find in the bag sometimes. Mm. Well, because of the because of the way the the bag and the boxes are designed, right? The mm-hmm. the sake can actually stick around. Oh yeah. As opposed to just into the air. Well, uh, well, this has been an interesting tasting. I will definitely have to take some of this uh, Kit Kat and have have it with some coffee either before or after work tomorrow. So, <laughs> I would say before only because that way you're awake for work, right? Yeah, true, true. So, first time I the moment I get out of bed, I guess. So, uh, roll out of bed, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is going to do it for our first podcast of 2022. Uh, this has been exciting coming back. And once again, uh, we thank you for your support and also for your patience over the last few weeks while I've had to deal with uh, the situations down here. Uh, again, hopefully we'll be able to bring you some more uh, shows, uh, more streams, um, as we mentioned, um, we'll get maybe we can get into some more of the Japanese games like um um, um I'm tattoo. drawing a blank my tattoo I'm great, I, I wanted to great say Ace Attorney Chronicles yeah Great Ace Attorney Chronicles I I and I wanted to say Steinsgate I was about to say Demon Slayer I don't know why 
Did you watch the most recent Demon I've Slayer? Never episode? seen Demon Slayer. Okay, because well, apparently you know it's all over the internet, and it's like looking at the photos, going, "Okay, we know where they're going." <laughs> ratings, ratings. Yeah, this is also a clue, folks, that I'm getting quite old. <laughs> and commercials. <laughs> And Bree says commercials on Japanese TV. Something that we came across uh, uh, the free Japanese TV channels, which you can uh, watch online if you have a way of watching them. <laughs> oh yes, those, those. I mean that. I, I sometimes peek in on the the uh, German and the Swiss uh, channels when I can get them, uh-huh. and I watch some of their ads, and I'm just going. I, I don't know how you expect to sell anything like this. I, I just don't know. Like, wow. <laughs> well, the, one but of the then ads again, we, they look at ours. Yeah. One of the one of the ads we constantly saw the other day was uh, Utada Hikado. She's releasing a new single, apparently. Ah. She's been around for like ages. <laughs> I was going to say a long time. Oh, yeah. Anywho, uh, we'll get set up for our uh, stream. Uh, but before we do that, of course... Uh, we offer you the closing commentary. If you have any questions, compliments, complaints, or concerns about this Switch stream or audio podcast, please drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or check us out on social media. You can go to linktree.com forward slash anime radio and there you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. And... We have an archive version of our podcast at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So be sure to follow us there for all the latest news and updates. And we will see you, uh, if not later this week, we'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll have a stream, uh, a gaming stream before our next podcast. Those will be next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. For Neff, I'm JR. Happy 2022. Happy fifth season. And remember, keep on looking out for the extraordinary Twitch streams. And don't forget, check out our anchored pod, our, uh, archive podcast at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Good night, everybody. And go Bills go. <laughs> our, our anchored podcast at archive. Oh, is it, so yeah, well, maybe we can get onto the Internet Archive. Is that what you're suggesting? I'm suggesting it's been a long day and my brain has decided, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Well, then we're going to play some Quiplash, and for the rest of you listening, we'll see you next time.